Oh my gosh, you guys, we are finally here. It has been a long time coming. Welcome to Right Click JPEG. I'm Michael, and my co-host here is Tom Snyder. Tom, are you as excited about this NFT podcast as I am? Honestly, I cannot wait to do this. It, I, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for a long time. And just a way to engage more people and talk about NFTs, talk about crypto. I, I'm so excited to get into it. Yeah, me too. And, you know, so what I thought was in this first episode of many episodes to come and many interviews to come. So we have plans to bring on some of the brightest minds in the NFT space, in the DeFi space, the GameFi space, the play to earn space. I mean, we are going to really go on a journey here together. And I think the the main, you know, reason for me outside of just being so passionate about this, you know, the, the love for the community, the, ex the space is exploding. For me, I have so many people now messaging me saying, Michael, where do I start? How do I get into NFTs? What is an NFT? So we're going to answer all of that. But before we do, Tom, you are one of the directors or you're actually on the board for the Monk DAO and you're doing some pretty amazing things in the space. So first and foremost, just to have you as my co-host, I am excited. But tell me a little bit about your experience, how you got into this space really quickly and how much fun ultimately you're having. That is quite the story. And I think everybody has their intro to crypto story and then their intro to nft story and anybody that i've talked to who has found this space started to learn about the space has fallen into just a rabbit hole and i'm sure you can relate with that you know, yes. you, you, you start to learn about it and you start to understand kind of the wide-ranging implications of what we're creating and what we're building and how some of these technologies that seem like we're just trading jpegs right now are actually ways that we revolutionize communities and change the way we can move forward and interact in the future, it sends you into a pretty deep rabbit hole because it gets so exciting. So, you know, for me, it was an intro into Bitcoin and then Ethereum and then Solana and then into the NFT ecosystem. And, and that was really the, the thing to me that just got me so excited. It really got me engaged. It uh, really put me in a path toward wanting to do this all the time and trying to innovate in the space and push things forward. It's so I went so the same fun. way. I went the same way as you. I did Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, NFTs, and it's just interesting how you and I met. And I, and I think that's worthy, right? Like you know, we're both entrepreneurs. We both build brands. You're wildly successful in Montana. And, uh, and then we meet and I really think like it was because of the Solana monkey business. Like you saw my PFP, I saw your PFP and all of a sudden we're in our Twitter DMs and then we get on a call and then before you know it, we're like, let's do a podcast, let's educate people, let's build a brand in this space and build a community within the community. I, I mean, I, I think it's such a good story and there's so many of these stories in this space, especially because it's so small right now. It's amazing to me that you know, I can take a founder of a company or, you know, somebody who just has a monkey PFP and I can reach out to them with a quick DM. And whether they have 100 followers or 100,000 followers, you'll engage because you have this yes. connection point. Yes. And so, you know, I remember reaching out to you and just bringing up the question of, hey, how do we, how do we bring this ecosystem, the incredible things that are happening to a wider audience? Like, how yeah. do we, yeah. how do we break out of just like Solana, just out of NFTs, 
because this is something that everybody should know about. And then, you know, it all snowballed from there as most things do with good ideas. And here we are doing a pod podcast. I think, you know, we've got a bunch of awesome people that we're going to get to talk to a lot of yeah. fun ideas that will spin off of the podcast that we can engage people. So I'm really looking forward to it. So before we answer the what is an NFT question for the, the listeners that are going to be listening to us who have no idea, because mass adoption has not hit, but the numbers don't lie. We are heading that way. If you look at the big boys, like the Pepsi, the Coca-Cola, the Adidas of the world, they're now coming into the NFT space and obviously the metaverse right behind it. Um, the stuff I'm hearing about the metaverse, now I don't want to go too deep down that rabbit hole on this episode, but I am learning so much about the metaverse and holy, like, explode my mind. Like, yeah. we have no idea what's coming. Um, but I think the one thing that really, that I love most about the NFT space is the ability to bring people together quicker than I've ever seen anything like it. Like, I was early on Instagram I was on YouTube. I built a huge following across all of my social media platforms, but I haven't seen anything build as quick as this. I mean, we're talking about you decide on an NFT brand and then pretty soon you've got 20,000 people in a Discord. They're, you know, like-minded individuals. We're rallying each other. We're, you know, lifting each other up most of the time. And so, like, what do you think about this, this community? And when I say community, I'm not talking about, you know, you've got those people who are like, oh, if it's not on Ethereum, I don't want it. Or if it's not on Solana, I don't want it. Like, we are one big community in my mind. Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. And I think the really incredible thing about NFTs and the communities that are being created is that it is the first time in history that we really can economize communities. Like they, these communities have incentives built in to the system to engage with one another, to spread it to one another. So you get this flywheel effect with communities because each person is basically, you know, like a market affiliate for that brand in their own tiny little way. Yes. yes. And they're incentivized to tell their friends, to spread it. So you just, it's like capitalism unleashed, but with equality and it's yeah. the most beautiful thing in it. And the communities that, you know, for me, I was never a gamer. I was never somebody who, you know, was on social media or discord, you know, in game chat rooms. And so I didn't really understand the power of communities in this virtual way and, and not even like metaverse, just like engaging in chat rooms and on Twitter and getting to know people, it was always pretty distant <laughs> to me. And I kind of was like, ah, I don't know that that's for me. I'm like, certainly I'd rather just like hang out with somebody in real life. And while I still prefer that, of course, yeah, I've been yeah. blown away by the people that I've met, the communities that I've seen, like the efficiency that they work, that they accomplish things, that they push yes. boundaries, they yep. innovate, they engage with each other. It is like incredible. I, I've now met who I consider some of, some of my really, really good Same. friends that Same. like I would probably do anything for and they would do anything. Yes. Yes. And, and it goes deeper. It's like working relationships. You know, we are like pushing the boundaries of what we can do in this space together. And it's the, it's one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of, honestly. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's been life-changing for me and I've only been into NFTs now. So my first project was the geckos. Uh, the galactic geckos. What was your was your was your first project? The Solana monkey business. 
No, I wish it was. That would have been. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me love- too. For those of you that don't know what the Solana Monkey business is, go check them out. Oh my gosh, what a, what a, what a great project. Yeah. It is. I think it's one of the best projects on, on Solana, just as, as far as how they're supporting the ecosystem. Um, my, my first NFT was a Board Ape Yacht Club on Ethereum. Uh, and then my first NFT on Solana was the DGNAPE Academy, which okay. Okay. I did not mint, Yay. but I bought, I bought the day after nice. that. And, nice. and I've held that ever since. And uh, yeah, that was the start of a, a deep rabbit hole that has slowly consumed my life. <laughs> same, same, same. So let's talk really quickly about NFT, NFT, Tom. What is an NFT? Some people probably have heard non-fungible token, but what is a non-fungible token? For the people that are, are listening, and we're going to get a lot of people that are going to be tuning in who don't know what an NFT is who want to know and who want to know how to get started, which I think we can bridge bridge that gap. But for the people that are listening, what is that? What is a non-fungible token? Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point where too often people get too deep into the weeds too quickly. And I, I want to make it, I want to present things in a way that anybody can understand and everybody can understand. So yeah. I think, you know, to start, to take it back a notch of trying to frame where we're at in kind of innovation of technology with a non-fungible token. You know, we throw that word around a lot. People throw NFTs around a lot, but I don't think there's really an understanding of what it is that we're trying to do. So, you know, if you think about the web since inception, we really, we started with web one, which was- Is that that Oregon Trail? Is that is that the Oregon Trail? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm dating, I'm dating myself. You're here. dating yourself. You know that must have been a, around for a while because I think you might have like a decade on you almost. And I remember playing that in middle school. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, that exactly. was like Web One Unleashed. I think that might have even. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was but at the time, right? You didn't know what you didn't know, and it was like I like I spent hours playing that game. Oh yeah, you know, Grandma died from a snake bite. you're you're sobbing in your classroom because she didn't make it across the river but (laughs) yeah yeah, so you know web one was read and write only so you think about taking like a newspaper and putting it online like all you had the ability to do was read read things through the web you know that was back in the day when everyone was laughing at bill gates on the jay leno show when he was talking about the internet and you know i remember leno just in the entire audience laughing at him saying, you know, why, why would you want to listen to a, to a baseball game online? We have the yeah. radio for yeah. that. And, you know, they're just like openly mocking him back in, yeah. you know, late nineties, I believe, or early mid nineties. Um, so we had read and write only on the web. That was web one. And then we transitioned into web two, which was social interactions online. So think about the rise My of space. Facebook. MySpace being right, the first. MySpace. <laughs> oh, MySpace. <laughs> You'd spend hours trying to pick the right song in case, you know, oh my whatever gosh. girl visited your profile. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these social media platforms and YouTube and Google, we now had an ability to interact on the web with one another. So this was kind of the unleashing of web two what web three is and what we're moving into now and what nfts specifically enable us to do is 
we now can have digital property rights on the web. So when you think about it right now, web two, they, it is owned by a few tech giants. Like I don't Big own boys. my content. Yep. You right. don't own your content. You put out yep. incredible stuff on YouTube, all of these creators, these content creators, they are doing incredible amounts of work online. YouTube owns it, Google owns it, Twitter owns it, Facebook owns it. You, you really can't move it around. Big media companies and advertisers, they're paying these people an unbelievable amount of money <laughs> to serve your content and then to gain your attention. So and, to, and, and then to monetize my followers who are there because they're giving me the attention. Exactly. Because of something that I said, they you know end up knowing me, liking me, trusting me, and then, right? But I'm not really, and I'm getting some benefit, but you explain this so good. Okay, keep going, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I, I mean, you're, you're spot on, and you can't take your followers with you on web. No, you, you, no. You own, you own nothing really that you put on the web or nothing that you can really monetize. I know people get paid out on YouTube views and there's different ways of subtly monetizing, yeah, but yeah. in reality, the big companies are taking all the money, not to mention your attention. So as, a, as an individual, if I'm spending time on the web and I'm getting served with a Google ad, that's my attention that I'm not getting paid for. Google is getting paid for my attention. So with NFTs, with blockchain, with this technology that's coming out, we can move into this place of Web3 where we have digital property rights online, meaning I as an individual can bring my identity with me in, in the web mm -hmm. and it's completely safe and secure. You know, I, I have complete privacy as an individual, but you know, for example, there's a browser called Brave Browser that it functions exactly like Google exactly like Safari, except when I get served with an ad, I get paid to watch the ad because it's my attention. And mm. they can track me because wow. I have a wallet. Yeah, so <clears throat> mm -hmm. I sign in with my wallet, my crypto wallet, so it it knows my identity. And by knows my identity, it knows my public key. I know mm -hmm. my private key, it's completely secure. And I can get paid for my attention. You know, mm -hmm. with NFTs, we can we can move items around the web with us or around these ecosystems so you know if you're like a gamer and you've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on you know different skins on your gaming character or you've leveled them up and you've gotten all this cool stuff right now it's trapped in that game it's trapped in that single ecosystem so with nfts and with web3 it gives us the ability to move those with us oh my gosh. and take it into a new ecosystem. So we have, we have digital property rights online and it unleashes really monetization for content creators, yeah. for artists, yeah. for musicians, you know, for attentions, for individuals. It gives the power in a lot of ways back to people and out of the hands of these like tech giants. And it does in a way that has equality you know it it has you know incentivized economic models in it it's yep. incredible and they yep. change the you know nfts can be attached to music they can be attached to artwork they can be attached to communities to you know basically digital you know country clubs of vc investing i mean we can Oof. we can attach yep. nfts to 
literally anything. All think of it as not like this is a JPEG. Think of it as this is just your admission into an ecosystem and yes, your digital identity being able to be moved around with you. And and, and as that you're sharing value. that, right? And as you're sharing that, like I'm thinking like as this metaverse opens up, right? And you choose your NFT, right? You're gonna be able to go into different metaverses. And you know what I'm hearing is actually be able to buy, like check out and buy things in the metaverse. So a couple of things here I'm sharing. So you know you choose your NFT, and now you're walking around your you know you're walking around the metaverse, you know as your NFT. Which if you know and I know consumer behavior, right? We know that people love to show off their stuff. So as the value of your NFT goes up, the, the you know it's like, oh, I'm going to choose my Thug Bird today, or I'm going to choose my right today because you're now walking around in the metaverse. And, you know, like we're walking around in society with our Louis Vuitton bag or something we're proud of, uh, you know, in, in this case, we're going into the metaverse with the NFT that we're proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're bringing up this whole other part that I think you have such an incredible understanding of and why you've done really well in the space is there's also this social context to NFT. So not only do they unleash all this technology and unleash all this like IP opportunity and utility opportunity and ways of investing and you know moving assets around there's also an idea of social standing so yes. you know like you said Ford Ape Yacht Club you know why are celebrities and some of you know the most famous people in the world buying Ford Ape Yacht Club because it's right. flex it's like wearing a Rolex flex. Rolex yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's like check yeah. out my Rolex except it's online it's digital and it's a Ford Ape and, yeah. and I can show that off. And it's no different, you know, and in, in a lot of ways, it's actually, in my, my view, a way better flex because you can have future utility. Think about like the IP rights that you now own with your oh Board Yacht Club. Yeah. You know, if, yep. if, they, if they become the next Disney or, you know, Marvel with their IP and their brand, well, everyone who owns that has, has a portion of the IP that's being created. If, you, they yep. can use their character and sell it to, like you said, Nike to use in an yep. ad. They get paid. Yeah. So another question that I that I have is is, and I know people are asking this, is how does an NFT and, and crypto how are they correlated? How are they related? Are they related? Yeah, they're yeah. you know they're they're one and the same. And I I've kind of gone, I've made a conscious effort to talk about crypto and Web three. A little differently even though that in reality they're the same thing for me it's just like it's rebranding it a little bit from like crypto to web3 because i think too often we think of crypto with like dogecoin and shiba inu and yep, yep. you know like the crazy, meme coins. yeah crazy meme coins and and things that like they're fun maybe they have some utility i think you can argue one way or the other but yeah i try to make a distinction between that and web3 which is really the technology that we're innovating and and it's not all going to be related to web3 you know some of it's just like full transaction layers you know like the nasdaq could be built on the solana blockchain and so there's instantaneous settlement and transaction fees are super fast so there's there's so much technology and use cases in the world but i think of web3 as nfts which an nft is really just a smart contract it's just yes. A go. contract between two individuals that's written in code and it's put on chain. So yep. it is it is very much crypto. It's just kind of this 
this subset of crypto, which I think is going to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're just, it's like use cases right now. We're having fun with them. But what we're doing is we're proving out what we can do. You know, it's leading to our our deeds, our title deeds being NFTs. You know, we're just, we're proving out use cases to get to yep. this next point, which is amazing. And I think, you know, I was there for the Instagram explosion. Like I, I was, I was early. I was like, a, I got onto that platform like one year in. So it was before TikTok, before Snapchat. Obviously Facebook was here. I think the NFT explosion, the Web3 explosion is going to make that look small time. So for those of the, yeah. Yeah. What, what's been your, you know, your experience from, from Instagram to yeah. Facebook, Twitter, kind of this like traditional web to experience, how has it felt to move into what we're starting to create in web yeah. three and like the differences that you see and where you think we're going with that? Well, first and foremost, it's a lot of fun and it's exciting to always learn something new. So for the people that are listening, like dig in and learn and research, do not take your money and just jump into any project. Like there's, there's, there's a way forward. And hopefully as you listen and tune in, we're going to be able to give you tips and insight as to how to navigate the space. But to answer your question, Tom, it's a great question. Um, you know, I've been building communities and brands since 2007. It started with, you know, retail, uh, moved into e-commerce, and then I started building communities online on YouTube and Instagram. And a lot of people know me um, as a best-selling author for the Sweet Potato Diet and a fitness guru in the in the wellness space because I was making YouTube videos in my mom's basement. And so I know the social media space very, very well. And what 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 drew me to it was the ability to build a community you know i'm so i'm so used to building you know communities in the brick and mortar world that come from retail you know and so it's like holy shit you you know you're talking about a, a turtle you know on the sidewalk trying to build a community i mean that's like really really slow so now social media came about and i had no experience on the web prior to you know instagram youtube and i mean it just it changed my life forever and now, like being on the brink of of where I think we're headed, and another, you know, call it uh, a transition or explosion into Web three. I'm here for it. I, I love the community building aspect. I've never seen, and and you know, I've I've shared with you now what I've seen in the social media world. I've never seen the ability to build a community faster than this NFT this NFT space. Like it is just it blows me away, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it, it really is pretty incredible to witness. And, you know, and you brought up that idea of, well, how do you even get started in the space? You know, if somebody's listening to this and they think, okay, I think I kind of understand what you're saying. This, this is just kind of a stepping stone into what Web3 can become. I want to be a part of it. I'm here for it. I, I like this future of, you know, unleashed capitalism that actually has a consciousness to it because yeah. there's equality built into the system. It's trustless. You know, it is fraud, fraud proof. It's like, I'm yes. here for it. How do I start? You know, and I think what you brought up was begin by engaging with the community. And I think as yeah. soon as you start that, you're going to, you're going to see exactly what you were talking about, which is it's going to blow you away. You, yeah. you, you are going to be completely shocked and completely surprised by like the the amazing like vibes that are put out 
every day, people's engagement, people's excitement, how they're trying to push the boundaries. You know, it's not just all fun JPEGs. There's some communities that, you know, they're really building, you know, like really building, like, like, like really building with, with some crazy utility, which we'll cover in just a minute, but like, like, you know, like, like mind folk, right? Like, Oh my gosh. Genesis go. Genesis go. Another one. And I mean, basically with owning that NFT, you, you are potentially owning what will be, you know, AWS of the blockchain. And I know they don't like saying that because they are not centralized. They're not AWS. It is, you know, completely open sourced, you know, and decentralized to the people, but you know, it's storage on chain that anybody can use instead of cloud storage, we'll have on-chain storage. This yep. is an NFT you own, that's just tied to utility. But yeah. you know, I think it'd be fun to do a show at some point of just, hey, here's like a few a few good, easy projects at a low price. We will that would be super fun to get into. And yep. yes, they might go to zero, but I think they have a pretty good chance. And more than anything, find a project that excites you, it seems interesting, and then just jump into the community. And and from there, the wormhole starts. I think there's yeah. no way you don't fall in love with what people are doing. What about the what about the people who are like, you know, I could take that picture. All I gotta do is right click, save it, and and it becomes mine. Like what 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 are those people missing? What what don't they understand about this space and actually owning the NFT? Right, because the NFT sits right on the blockchain. There's a smart contract which verifies you as the owner. So you can't just right click and steal it. I mean, you can, right? But even now, Twitter just launched their verification process, which is amazing. So talk talk a little bit about that, real quick. Yeah, I, you know that's obviously even our name, right click JPEG. It, it's yeah. just it's a joke within you know, the NFT community that people always, you know, you have the trolls on Twitter or wherever that's like, oh, you know, I right clicked it, I own it now. And it, it's effectively the exact same thing as saying, oh, I, you know, I went to the Louvre and I took a picture of, you know, the Mona Lisa and now I own it. You know, it, right. the, the hundreds of thousands of copies of artwork that you print off and you put on your wall, you don't own that piece of work. You know, right. there that that poster that you bought of, you know, whatever, you know, starry nights or skies or whatever, you know, what you bought it for five dollars, the original is worth tens and tens of millions of dollars. This is a really good analogy. This is really good, Tom. So yep. so it's easy to make that transition with artwork and and it's the exact same thing. You when you own the NFT, you're the verified owner you have digital property rights and ownership of that image so go ahead you know right click and save it as much as you want and post it however often you want you do not own that image you know i can take my my image that i have ownership of and i can go onto a marketplace and i can sell it for twenty thousand dollars if you go and try to sell your image Error. no one will buy it it's not verified it's not <laughs> yeah you don't you know, even IP, be able to list utility it. yeah yeah you know people people want the real thing yeah you know and this is a really good there's there's a really good story to this so i almost got burned and so you know for those of you that are jumping into this space do not do any they call it otc over the counter and i 
I was really lucky to have some great friends who said, if you're going to do this, make sure you verify that it's an, a, a real NFT. So I was getting ready to trade a bunch of geckos for an SMB, a Solana, a Solana monkey business. And it was one that I really wanted. It was a zombie one. And so, right, the emotions were running hot. I got it, right? And I went to verify it to actually like put it up for sale to make sure it was a legit one and it was actually fake. It was fake. I called that guy out. I sent it back to him, of course. And I said, dude, he's like, oh, I didn't know. Of course, he came up with something. But like, this is a really, that that could have been like a, a $60,000 at the time. That could have been a $60,000 hit and a, and a very expensive lesson. Yeah, I, I think I'm glad you brought that up. And I think it's a really good point as we start to talk about these that you hear about Board Ape Yacht Club owners, it, it like almost turns into a joke now. They lose their apes all the time with, scams and you know people you know asking for seed phrases moving around their wallet and and i think there's this impression that oh well crypto is a scam because people are getting scammed no crypto is not a scam there are people who do bad things and you know it's it's like you know a telemarketer calling you and saying we're going to turn your power off unless you pay us that individual is a scam it does not mean that your phone is a scam yeah so yeah, very you know, very true yeah there's there's a difference there and but in crypto it's really there is this level of like personal responsibility and mm -hmm. so if you're getting into this if you're on ethereum if you go to openc.io you need to make sure that's a verified listing if yes. you yep. are on solana go to magic eden or you know any other verified platform and make sure it's a verified listing you know, some easy rules in crypto are never do an over-the-counter trade. It's just a good practice. Like, don't ever do it yep. unless you like know the person in real life. You know, if somebody, if some big name DMs you on Twitter or on Discord, it's probably a scam. <laughs> you know, big names are not like DMing you with like, "Hey, man, how's your trading going?" Can you know, I'd love to give you this deal. Like, they're not, they're <laughs> yeah. not doing that. <laughs> they're not. No, they're yeah. not. Such so just point. you know yeah. be thoughtful about it you know, just stay stay in your lines don't push the boundaries because somebody's like i'm gonna give you a super good deal it's just like real real life you know stay stay within verified listings make sure that you're being thoughtful about it and yeah. but you know for me the beauty of this space is when scams like that happen when you know things on people do bad things i've never seen a space innovate so quickly to make it not possible. And, and then, you know, people push the boundaries and we're kind of at that, it's the wild west in some ways. So we're at that point where so people early. are continually pushing the boundaries of, you know, trying to do things that are maybe slightly unethical, but then we innovate so quickly that we pin them and make it so it's not doable. And then they push mm -hmm. it more and mm -hmm. then we pin them back. I mean, the innovation that happens even on blocking bad actors, I think is pretty incredible. And it's all yep. on chain. You know, yep. the chain doesn't lie and the chain doesn't do things. When you, when you reference the chain as people are listening, right? What's, what's the chain? I know it's blockchain, but what's the chain? Blockchain. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I, it, this was actually one of the questions that got me into crypto. Um, you know, I started hearing about it and then I started talking about it and I kept saying like, oh, it's the blockchain. And then I realized, I don't actually know what the blockchain is. <laughs> you know, I understand in principle, but I don't know what it is. So 
in a very, very basic way, you, you have a block, which is just a set of gathered transactions. And they are all proven. They've all been validated by code that those transactions are real, that you know, wallet A sent to wallet B. And then what happens is a new block is created with a new set of transactions and it's connected to the previous block. And then it happens Hence, again, a lot new chain chain. Yeah, yep. a new block. It's a chain created. of blocks. Yeah. And then it's linked to the next one. And and that happens on and on all the way back to the Genesis block. So in order to change a single transaction, you have to go back through and you have to change every single transaction on the entire blockchain, which is impossible, basically. And, and why and why is that why is that so important? Right. As uh, you know, as people entering the space, why, why is that specifically so important? It, for me, it's because it holds the truth of everything. There is yeah. Yeah. there is no ability for there to be fraud and it's completely trustless, meaning, you know, it's all built into code. So if if I don't know you and you don't know me and we want to sell each other a home, then. I'm never, we're never just going to be like, okay, Michael, like I'll, I'll send you the deed. You send me, you know, you wire me the funds on the count of three, you know? Right. So right. we go to like right, one, two, two. <laughs> it, okay, good, go. And then I just rugged you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's like, we go to like a third party, a trusted third party who get paid a lot of money to be a trusted third party to facilitate the transaction. Well, with the blockchain, it's all done in code in a smart contract. So I don't have to trust you. I don't have to know you. There have, there doesn't have to be any relationship. We could basically set up both sides of that transaction. And then when both conditions are met, it executes. There, yep. the, the blockchain becomes the trusted third party in, every, in everything that we could do, which is incredible. And there is no fraud potential with it. And then it's linked on chain you know, all the way to the Genesis block and it takes too much energy. It's it's physically impossible to go back and it's called the Benghazi generals problem. I'm, I think I'm saying that wrong, but there's this whole, <laughs> this is basically what the blockchain solved was um, this old school riddle that nobody could figure out on creating a trustless system. And, and that's kind of going back to Bitcoin. That's what it solved was yep. this ability to have a trustless system. Um, so pretty- question so question for you, I, I want to give some people some some real value here, not that we haven't already, because um, essentially we exist to inform, educate um, the, the, the people who are thinking about getting into the space um, and um, ultimately paving the way for that because there's a lot and it's easy to get burned and you're playing with real money. And so all these things are important. When you are looking at a new project, a new NFT project. What are some key things that you look for when deciding or bo- before deciding to invest in a project? Uh, number one, I just send you a text and I say, <laughs> should I invest in this project? <laughs> and usually you tell me yes, and then I don't do it. And then it rips like a 10X and, and I cry. We've got um, a really good thing going. We've got a really yeah, good thing that's going. That's usually what I do. No, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, for me as a, as a business owner, you know, I, I founded and operate five different restaurants. And so as a business owner, I think of 
these NFTs and these communities as a business because they Same. are. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're yep. just monetizing community and we're creating we're creating utility and businesses through them. I mean, yes. it is no different. So Ooh, boy, I, I love where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I yep. look at it from a business perspective of, uh, you know, me purchasing this NFT, it's kind of like I'm doing the seed round investment in a yes. startup. So yes. I, I, I want to figure out who is the team. They call it like the dev team, the development team, who's building the project. You know, are they doxxed? Meaning, are they known individuals? You know, have they told the world who what their identity is that one that one depending on the team is sometimes more or less important um yeah and so why for the people that are listening really quickly and and not to to stop you because you're in a really good flow but why is it important for uh a team of devs to to dox themselves why why is that so important for the people that are listening because you know for me at least and again there there's certain teams that aren't aren't doxed and they do an absolutely phenomenal job But we're still at this point where anybody could create an online identity and you start a project and say, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm, you know, I have 55 years of game development experience and, you know, create this entire CV and then people buy into the project and then they just like shut it down and don't do anything. That's called like getting rugged. And and so don't get rugged at this point. Don't get rugged. So and, and hopefully we're here. Themselves. Hopefully we're here. Hopefully, you know, part of part of our existence, part of the reason why we're here is to help you avoid getting rugged, right? Because it, it sucks. And like I said, we're playing with real money. So back back to you, Tom. I'm sorry to sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's it's such a good question. Um and and it's just like the real world. You know, people are like, oh well, you get rugged in crypto. Well, the same thing can happen in the anywhere. real world. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. It the difference is that we actually have access to these opportunities. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't walk around in my day to day and just get thrown like seed round investment opportunities no. all, all no. day long that I can no. like look through and, and invest in. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think here's the thing too. I think the, the difference between getting rugged, like getting rugged in real life is called getting taken advantage of, <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spot on, man. Spot on. Uh, so I always look for, who is the team building the project? What is the roadmap of the project? You know, what is it they're actually trying to accomplish with yep. their NFT and their ecosystem that they're building? You know, is it something that I think has potential and legs in the future? You know, is and then I always look for a project. If I'm not a flipper, I'm not a good trader, but I like to think I'm a really good investor and a good holder. And you know, that's been my yep. style and like traditional markets in business and in life. So I've taken that into the crypto world. So if it's not a project that I don't want to hold for six to 12 months at a minimum, then I don't want to buy it because I I don't want to be in a place where in two weeks the price goes down and I'm panicking. Right. I want to be in a place yeah, yeah, where I'm like, I love this project. There's going to be like price fluctuations. I'm going to hold on to it because we're changing the world and we're changing our future. So yep. those are kind of I, the main I, things. There's a million other things. Touch base. You're good at this. Touch base with the community. Like what's the yeah, community like, sentiment? Like tell me about yeah, that because yeah. you've done that. Yeah. At the end of, at the, end of the day, the com- community is going to end up driving the project. So the community has to be tight. And, and so, you know, I'm in the Discord and I'm 
observing the community. Are they talking about the floor price? And the floor prices is literally just the floor price of the project. And it shifts and it changes and right, it drops. And are they talking about, oh my gosh, you know, sell, it's dumping. Is it toxic in the community? Because the community, like I mentioned, is going to drive. I mean, the community drives a a any big brand, right? You talk about Coca-Cola. You, you just talk about any of the major brands and any of the e-commerce brands that I've built. Our community of rabid fans and users, excited, rabid fans and users drive the community, which ultimately drive the entire brand and the entire ecosystem of the brand. And so that's crucial. But like you said, um, devs are important. The utility, which we'll talk about at a uh, in a later episode, is really, really important. But the one thing you said is roadmap. Let's talk about the roadmap really quickly, because there's a lot of, of NFT ecosystems or brands that are coming out, and they just copy a roadmap. So how do you know when a roadmap is good versus not so good? Oh, man, good question. Um, and before I forget this thought, when you were talking, it made me think of something that you're talking about. Even the brands that you've built are community driven. It's like yeah. this engaged, passionate community that loves the content that you put out. Can you imagine if that community member, every time they got someone else to join your community, they got paid for it. Yeah. That they actually, they Amen. held value yeah. in your brand. And every time that they, you know, shout at the top of their lungs, the value that they held in your brand goes up. That's what we're doing in these communities. I mean, how this is unleashing community yes. in a way that you keep talking about, like it, it goes so fast. These communities, like, they go from zero to a hundred in like a week. And it's yep. because of that. I'm, that is one of the most and, powerful and, things. You know, you just, you just gave me an idea too. And I have to mention it, right? Cause you said like, when you buy an NFT, you're eventually investing. And if you're early enough, like you said, it's like a seed round investment. And the way that I just thought about that was, is, you know, I build communities, I build brands around those communities. But like, if you buy some supplements from me at one of my supplement stores, right? You don't, you're not investing in the brand. You're investing in yourself because, you know, you're investing in your health, right? But it's not the same as buying an NFT, right? Because you buy an NFT, you're investing into that brand. Now you have a sliver of that brand. So, like, that was just huge with what you said. I, I don't, not sure if you caught that or if the people that are listening to caught that, but that's what's different about these communities and the NFT space. Yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. It unleashes, like I keep saying, it unleashes capitalism i mean it, it monetizes communities and community building and it does it in a way that is equitable you know i yeah. in my businesses at least i i think a lot about conscious capitalism which is this idea that we we should be making long-term decisions in our business that are good for our customers for our employees and for the future world that we want to see and mm -hmm. it might not be the best short-term decisions financially, but this belief that if we do the right things and we act with the right ethos and morality, that that long-term, it generates profit and revenue. Yep. But that's not the driving force. So it's this idea of conscious capitalism. And I, I cannot get over that I think Web3 and NFTs, they, they're not just you know, talking about that on paper. It's like a real way of doing it. And, yes. And for me, like, that's the coolest part. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of my kids living in a world that 
has those kind of opportunities and this kind of, you know, incentive structure. I think it's incredible. Yeah, um, me, me too. I think I think you talked about roadmap. Is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's a good roadmap? Because because here's where I want to go with this. Before we finish, I want to give the the listeners some some context and and some you know sort of actionable things that they can take as they now go in and start navigating the space so we talked about doxing devs we talked about a roadmap or lore we talked about utility utility is is a a, a topic for another podcast maybe a podcast in and of itself we talked about community we talked about art um and so as we sort of summarize this what are the like five or six things, right? So it's like, for me, it's like, get into the Discord, right? Like get into the Discord and check out the community. I'm not I'm not investing without getting into the Discord, learning about the roadmap and understanding the devs. Are they communicating inside that Discord? How's the community feel? What's their involvement? Is it a dead Discord? Is it a live Discord? Okay, cool, that checks that box. Right. Obviously, for me to buy anything, I'm not buying anything that I don't love to look at. Well, how, how do you feel about the art component of it? Yep. Yeah. For me, I kind of I, I know that you you're in that place, and I think it's actually amazing where you're like, I love the art of this. Like, <laughs> I I won't buy anything I don't actually just love to look at. And and I think for me, like, there's some projects that. I love the art and I think they're super cool and I would like show them off anywhere. There's yep. some projects that I really don't care too much about the art more about because the it's so it's so utility driven. And that's yeah. kind of for yep. me, it's like I'm I'm investing from such like a business perspective that right. the art is just like this small component that like it's on the list. Like if I had a list of like five most important things, it'd be on the list, but it's probably like lower on the list for me. And for mm -hmm. some people, it's way higher on the list. And right. that doesn't make it a bad investment or a bad list. You know, some people just invest differently or look at things differently. And there's no right or wrong in this space at, at this point. You know, so if, for the, as for long the people as that are listening, we keep, we keep mentioning utility. And I, and I don't want to go too deep here. But in a nutshell, what does utility for an NFT project, what does it bring to the project? What does it mean for the investor? utility can be so many different things especially with nfts you know there there are some nfts like a crypto punk which people have probably heard of it is like the og it has provenance on the eth chain it was the first real like nft on a blockchain on ethereum it doesn't have any utility it is just purely like art with a story and it was the first like there, there's nothing that the NFT does. And then most NFTs now, not most, but you know, some are- I would, say the new, I would say most of the new ones are coming, they're, they're bringing some level of utility because they realize that they need this in order to compete. Yeah, they, especially on Solana. I think Solana has kind of pushed the boundaries of like utility-based NFTs more than any of yep. the other ecosystems. Um, but, you know, a utility could be anywhere from like, oh, we are creating a comic book series off of this NFT or this, you know, IP media company, you, you have a portion of that IP and that equity. It could be, you know, Genesis Go, for example, we are creating on-chain storage solutions 
And the utility of the NFT is I'm getting a token drop every single day of mm -hmm. shadow tokens, which is, you know, real equity. Oh. It's like me buying a stock. I'm getting like a stock dividend every single day by holding this yeah. for shadow token, which is on on-chain storage. You know, other utility could be like there's some gambling ones out there that I think yes. we, we have to be like thoughtful about and like really appreciative of some of the positive and negatives but you know there's an nft where if you own that specific nft you get a portion of every single fee that's generated off of like a coin flip platform you know, there, what are like, the, what, what there's is, utility yeah. for everything what are the chances and when i hear utility the first thing i think of is is passive income right you know like, like so for example mindfolk is the one that <laughs> Mr. Mindfolk, why don't you tell us about passive income, Mindfolk? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're still you're I know you're still coping. <laughs> you told me it was 25 soul and and I got this text saying you really need to like pick up a couple mindfolk right now. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, it's 25 soul. It's like what 250 now? Yeah, you know, and for reference, morning. you know, like, yeah, souls think of souls like a hundred bucks right now, it's a little under that, but for using math, so yeah, yeah, that was like a couple weeks ago, and I, I think about it daily, so yeah, tell us about passive income 23, yeah, so, tw so 23,000 dollars to get in, and you think about it, this is the, the incredible thing at one point, somebody minted that. Right, somebody minted that for like one soul, and now it's worth two hundred and thirty-three soul. So think about the magnitude of of that. Now, not all projects are like that, and so really quickly, I want to talk about minting too, um, because there's people that are gonna that are gonna want to mint, and there's some there's some dangers and there's some things to look out for. But but back to the passive, the passive income. So. Mindfolk pays you for every Mindfolk that you hold, right? So for every NFT that you own, you're getting 10 to 13 wood. Wood is a token now that's on the Radium Exchange. It's on the exchange that you can swap for USD or you can now use your wood, which is what I'm doing. I've got two carpenters that are building using wood. So it takes 1,200 wood at like $6 a token plus two carpenters to build a cabin that you'll then be able to rent for additional wood and or be able to sell on the Magic Eden marketplace. Who knows what they're going to go for? 60, 100, uh, 100 uh, soul, who knows? But this for me is the ultimate investment. When I think of like the pinnacle, I'm right now for me, I'm thinking of mindful type projects where not only are you sticking your money into a cryptocurrency that you believe in, like Solana, because I believe over time Solana is going to go up, but I'm simultaneously investing in a project that I think is going to go up with a utility and a token that I think is going to grow up. So if you think about what I have done here and the arbitrage that I've created for myself by investing in this project with crypto that I believe in, and now it's emitting a token that is becoming more valuable... Like to me, I, I mean, does the do these kind of investments do they become the best investments of our time? I I don't know. I'm just tossing it out there. I I think that crypto in general, if you're in the right projects, will will outperform any other asset class over the next ten years. And and I say that with the understanding it is going to be so volatile. 
you know, you might wake up one morning and, you know, your, your crypto portfolio just got cut in half and, mm -hmm. and you have to take that volatility out of your mind because it's a long-term hold that it is, it's crazy volatile, but it's going to be upward volatility. Like we saw with Amazon, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's this meme that's like, do you know how much I'd be worth if I bought, you know, a thousand Bitcoin back in 2007? And then the answer is zero because I would have sold it all along. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hardest thing to do is, is hold, is, is to hold through the volatility. Yeah. And like you said, with mindful, like people minted this and now they hold it at, you know, $25,000. But 233x. And I think it's only been like 20, it's been like 22 or 23 days for this project. Now, listen, we've, I probably would have sold it at $1,000 and then I probably would have sold it again at 3,000 and 5,000 and 10. I probably would have sold it 10 times along the right. way. So, but I think I've learned over time and the better I've gotten and the more understanding I have of the space is uh, I'm getting a better eye of what projects can I really hold with conviction. So it's yes. not about like, oh my gosh, it just did this huge move because, you know, and in all reality, there's 90% of the time, you know, it makes this big move up and you don't sell it and then it drops way back down. Yep. And, yep. and so you have to understand the utility, the community, the tokenomics well enough that you can hold through that and have conviction. And park it. And, cash. Yeah. Yeah. And park it. And if what we just explained sound sounded crazy it it's probably because it is a little bit yeah <laughs> but it, is. It, it is you know it it shows you that it's like that's just one tiny project of thousands and they're yep. creating their their own mini ecosystem driven by their own mini currency which people might be like that seems so weird well what are people doing in like roblox and in like diablo and all these true games? story yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. how much yep. money are they spending on your own right. little economy. The yep. only difference is you don't you don't get to make any of the money back. <laughs> You're yes. just spending. So good, so good. A great way to finish that. You you nailed that one. Roblox is a perfect example. All I'm doing is, hey dad, can I have another ten dollars in Ro Robux or whatever it is? I'm like ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. I look at that bill at the end of the month and I'm like, holy shit! Do I do we get any? Do we get any? Do we get anything for this? <laughs> You're like, hey, son, you're building a lot of cool stuff. How about you get paid for that? <laughs> right, right. Which is, and I mean, we've got so much to talk about. We got GameFi and DeFi. Yeah, yeah. And Star Atlas is coming and, and you know, just like projects like that where now people in third world countries who don't have a means to make what we make here have an opportunity through, through GameFi, DeFi, and this space. I'll tell you, I met a guy in, in Punta Cana, Punta Cana. I met a guy. He bought a portals. Uh, I mean, like he's growing his NFT portfolio, and it's amazing. He's crushing it. He's he's making money in in ways he never could have made it before. Never. Yeah, and and I think, and my hope is with this podcast is crypto has this promise of making you rich. I think from the outside, because you only hear stories of people's successes and the money they've made, when in reality. Like I've had some big losses in crypto, you know, I've Same. I've made it back by being persistent and being really thoughtful and careful and learning from mistakes. But, you know, there's this promise of riches in crypto and, and that's not true. It's, yeah, there is yeah. potential of doing really well, but 
it's just like any kind of investing. It's just like yep. any real world life. You have the potential of doing really well if you put the time in, you're thoughtful, yes. you yes. think through projects because there are amazing opportunities. But you you can't just be like, ah, oh, I'm in crypto now and I'm just going to like throw money no. into a random no. project and hope yeah. you're rich the next day. So I hope through this podcast, we can start to explain different things within the NFT space, within the larger crypto and Web3 space, and give people the tools to think through projects the right way. So yes. like that story you just told can be a reality for more people. And yes. instead of, I don't want to hear the story of like, I blindly aped into a project and I, got I lost, run, my whole I lost all my money yeah, and yeah, can't, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mortgaged yeah. my house on this like yes. token that was coming out because everyone said it was going to be amazing. Like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Take yes. your time. Be thoughtful. This is, this will be a part of our future. This will start to reshape how we transact as an economy, how we move forward, how we engage as communities, as brands. So you're not late. If you feel like you're late because you're hearing all these stories online about people who like, you know, 100x their investment here, another opportunity will come. Be patient, be thoughtful, yes. think through it. Like hopefully we're here as some guides to help you through that process and have fun. Yeah. You know, like it is so much fun i like can't get over it I, I wake up every morning and i like cannot wait to like participate in what we're doing yeah i would agree and i think i'm really excited like you to bring a level of a, a level of awareness and a level of consciousness to the space um because it's easy to get burned you're playing with real money you shouldn't be playing with money that you that you can't lose and uh, you need to be cautious. And here's the other thing. I think the biggest tip that I can that I can share is there's thousands of projects coming out every single month. There's always another project, right? Like FOMO will crush your soul. FOMO is the fear of missing out. If you are constantly FOMOing, you will likely buy at the top. It will drop. You will panic sell and you will lose. So please don't do that. Right. Like understand like tomorrow there's 10 more projects and there's there's amazing stuff coming like every day in this space. It moves so fast. Yeah. Mind folks is a great example. There's this project called Dragons that was like the like, you know. In game ecosystem tokenomic structure, it was killing it. Everyone's like, I miss dragons. There'll never be another one. Well. Now there's mindful. There is another one. Like yeah. they always come. Be patient. Yep. Don't you you nailed it, man. Exactly what you said right there. And then and then have fun and like engage in the community. And there is opportunity. You know, like there's this 18-year-old artist that I know that, you know, I've I've met because I've looked at some of his art. He his art is like really kind of dark and emotional, but he's he's not allowed to talk about his emotions and his family life. Wow. So he's expressing himself through the NFTs. He's oh, expressing so cool. it in his art, and then yeah. he's selling it as one of one digital art on chain. And he's and he's making money doing this. Like it's just yeah. it's incredible what you can do. So there's like there's endless stories of like these good feelings and people who have yeah. like completely changed their life because opportunities been given. You know, yeah. they've just been smart about it, they've gone about it the right way, and they've engaged in like this yep. beautiful community that we're creating. 
Yeah, the future is bright for right-click JPEG. And I know that your connections run extremely deep. And I know that you've got some ideas for some very special guests. Everything from the top developers to some of the top uh, investors in the space. Uh, people are doing things behind the scenes, uh, marketers, um, um, faces of the top NFT brands, and... Flippers. I think one of the things I want to touch on as we close here now is everyone has a strategy and develop. So over time, as you learn, as you grow, as you engage in the communities, as you're on Twitter, as you're watching successful people in the space, the most successful people in the space have a strategy, have a set of rules. And an NFT project has to check a certain amount of boxes for them. And before they invest, right, there's, there's a way and a methodology. And so my biggest piece of advice is to work on that strategy. You know, I have certain rules and I don't break those rules because every time I have broken those rules in the past, I have lost money. So you create your rules around your strategy and then you stay consistent in that strategy. Is that kind of what you've developed? Yeah. You nailed it. I, I, yeah. That is, that's spot on. I couldn't have said it better. And where, you know, where do you start from here? I'd jump on Twitter. Twitter is like definitely the spot to get information on NFTs. You know, you can follow me at primitive money and i've uh, got a little monkey that's has a halo on top you can check yes. me out there uh michael what's your hashtag at it's a uh, morelli fit so and in the people that have that have that know me from the the wellness space the fitness space they know i'm morelli fit on all the platforms right now twitter is the only one that's getting a mix of health and nfts although my other platforms we'll start to get this mix as I continue to engage. Now, one of the things that I want to do, Tom, is I want to bring health and wellness. I don't want to go on a tangent here because we've got to finish up, but I don't want, or I, I want to bring health and wellness to the NFT space because I know most people are sitting down behind their computers, they're gaming, they're drinking energy drinks, they're eating, you know, uh, processed foods, refined carbs and sugar. So, a part of my purpose, I believe, is bringing what I know from the wellness space and helping people realize that their health is the most important thing and to make sure that they're taking care of that while they're having fun in this space. Oh, absolutely. And that's like, think about utility. Well, how do you pair, you know, Fitbit or Apple Watch coming. steps <laughs> to it's NFTs? It's coming. I'm working on <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so cool. I mean, you're going to do an amazing job it's going to be incredible but yeah jump on twitter follow, follow us, us. You can check yeah. out who i'm following and just like go through and just start following all those same people and and it's a pretty nice curated list of like trusted people um and what i should probably do is like set up uh who i who i love in the nft world um yeah that follow list and I think what we should do is so we, we have we have that discord. I think we should get that discord set up. And then so if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or even watching it on YouTube, we're going to create a YouTube channel watching it on YouTube. I think under the YouTube video, we put, you know, different links. We get people into the discord so that there's another touch point for the people that want to jump in. Um, I think that would be a really good tool. Yep. Tom, it has been fantastic. Um, I think it's a great first episode. I didn't know what to expect other than I wanted to jump into this. I knew we were going to have fun. I knew we were going to add value. So uh, thank you so much for deciding that you wanted to co-host this podcast with me. 
I, I had no doubt that just a free flowing conversation with you would hopefully be a good one. It, and this is, this is somebody that I had no idea who he was like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And two months ago. Like we met through these communities, have become mm-hmm. friends and, and business partners. Yeah. We're working on another project that should be released pretty soon. Yeah, uh, boy. It's going to be <laughs> really, really cool. And so take advantage of the space. You know, take advantage of the connections you meet, the people you meet, and yep. have some fun. I've, it's been a blast. I'm, yeah, I'm excited Thanks so to keep much. doing this with Guys, you, buddy. For, for those of you that are listening on Spotify or iTunes, if you could leave a review for us, that would be amazing. We want your feedback, constructive criticism, what you want to hear, uh, even guests that you want us to bring on the podcast. That would be great. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit subscribe, share it with somebody. NFTs are the talk of the town, and and they're going to be more and more the talk of the town. So now you guys have a place to go for up-to-date information and a way to hopefully start navigating the space safely. I love you, brother. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for watching, tuning in. We will be back next week with another episode of Right Click JPEG.